Hello everyone, this is Kelly Beard of KarmicTools.com. This audio and video is our dark goddess, Miss Lilith, who is, according to the goddess knowledge cards, Lilith is a Middle Eastern goddess of abundance, fertility, and the giver of agriculture to humans. The first woman created and the first wife of Adam. She refused to be subordinate to Adam in any way. Lilith is associated with the owl, a figure of darkness and deep wisdom, for she is also a goddess of death and transformation. She is sometimes represented as a demonic figure, for her dark wisdom and her sexual energy can be very threatening. She is known to appear as a frightening figure in dreams. Lilith is associated with the lotus. The symbolism of that flower tells us much about her. The lotus, an exquisite flower that grows out of dark, rank, decaying earth, represents spiritual unfolding and the blossoming of the heart of wisdom. Like the lotus, Lilith challenges us to look upon our dark side and incorporate it into our wholeness so that our great beauty can blossom forth. So deep breath. The dark side is not always bad or uncomfortable once you get to know and understand it. So if we take these pieces basically individually, the first woman is an amazing gift, but she also refused to be subservient, demanding equality. So of course, that's going to rub some people the wrong way. And there are some stories that say she, at first she was a maiden at Inanna's temple, meaning dedicated to the feminine, dedicated to the sacred feminine. So, of course, patriarchy had to convert that into a demon who eats babies and seduces men because they wanted no more women to connect to that kind of empowerment, basically, to know their sexual power and to demand fairness and sovereignty. And doesn't that happen to us, too? We start out in one direction of developing our womanhood along the way, and then the reactions or the responses from people in front of us that are responding to our energy can sometimes wound us and scar us. For me, this is full circle because I have a great affinity for Lilith and the Dark Goddess. I live with a Moon-Pluto conjunction, and so I've had to get comfortable with the underworld travels and the dark night of the souls and all the different ways that we honor shadow along the way. But there were times in my life where I was having the most miracles and was the most joyful, and I had the worst reactions from people that just didn't want to see that kind of joy in that moment. And that's, that's scarring for a young woman who's trying to share some good positive news. And their reactions are what taught me how... When you are the light in a room full of darkness, it makes people uncomfortable. So I had to get okay with people being uncomfortable around me along the way. And that's a very Lilith thing. If we can just get okay with the discomfort, because the discomfort's part of the programming. You know, I have a raw truth and a raw sexuality that people have commented on over the years. My utter sovereignty really provoked a lot of rumors and distortions of the truth because my mother died young, so I was out living my life. My first apartment at 17 and working two jobs, going to college, 
I did a lot of things that I was alone for. Didn't have parents, didn't have children. So I was sovereign. I only had to take care of myself. So there were some default settings in me that got in place pretty early that definitely rubbed patriarchy the wrong way. And Lilith taught me how to not believe the rumors and to even disbelieve the the negative self-talk. So she can really help you with that as well. So Lilith, the demoness, is really the wounded or rejected shadow feminine that we've all been through at some point or another, been demonized in ways that weren't natural and weren't actually true. But people's fears and phobias and misperceptions and misconceptions will do that. But over time, there's an evolved version of Lilith that turned into the self-empowered dark goddess that we speak of today, who's comfortable in her own skin, basically exudes this kind of calm defiance. You've also heard me say, if you've been in any of my circles, when we break down the etymology of the word nice, it really means stupid and ineffective. And that going along to get along, getting along to go along thing that patriarchy has instilled with being a nice girl or whatever that is, Lilith ain't falling for it. And we shouldn't either. Let's just put it that way. She gives us the courage to stand alone and stand up for ourselves in this way, not settle. And to control our own narrative. Who's telling the story? That's the thing. Freedom and courage are two of Lilith's hallmarks. She's our inner revolutionary or visionary activist that perceives greater possibilities than what is currently presented. So I wanted to quote an article. It's so old and I only have a first name. Her name is Anita from newmoonastrologyreadings.com. She says, Lilith's wrath is essentially based on moving beyond rigid constraints of a social or religious dogma, exposing the ever-gaping holes in belief systems that hinder freedom and equality. Lilith embodies any principle around taking the risk of being excluded, excommunicated, isolated, and forsaken due to not following the norm, the status quo. You can equate it to anything related to gay rights, human rights, religious rights, anyone who has been outcast, abandoned, shunned, or bullied can relate to the trappings of Lilith, whether in her shadow rage or her fearless, courageous crusader stand. Lilith is the true female warrior who fights for progressiveness away from outmoded, restricting, imprisoning, tired out systems, structures, and beliefs. Lilith took a big bite of the apple of the tree of knowledge and discovered the lie that it wasn't evil to acquire knowledge, but that ignorance was a sin. So deep breath, having full knowledge of your shadow self, of your dark goddess within, vitally important. Rage to outrage. Rage is paralyzing and usually causes more problems than it solves. Outrage is mobilizing. You're so upset you want to do something about it. So Lilith gives us that courage and wisdom because she's also associated with the owl. And we know the owl's rich, rich, rich with powers of goodness and sacred feminine wisdom. Being able to see and function in the dark is one of owl's gifts. This is the part of us that can also recognize hidden agendas or secret motives. 
either within yourself or other people, but it's really important when you're navigating the world. Which leads straight to the rebellious Lilith, who says, do not be silent. She's definitely at the heart of any woman's movement or revolution around women's rights and specifically, but then human rights, of course. One of the things we can do is withdraw our complicity. Basically, we've been given an opportunity in 2020 to reset a lot of different things. So if we can withdraw our complicity in personal situations that oppress us and then corporate government structures that we don't agree with, we can take our power back and really learn that sovereignty that Lilith teaches. Self-preservation, self-reliance, proper use of power. You know, we can heal the shame, blame, and guilt. Several traumas. There's been innumerable traumas against women and humanity. But specifically, Lilith can help us. She can help us heal the mother wound, because that's another dark area some people don't like to go in. The sister wound. Think about the relationship between Lilith and Eve, the first wife, second wife, the wild one and the tame one, right? Now, these could be two sides of ourselves very often, but it also speaks to the wedge that patriarchy is so clever with driving between women. Like I said, if they cooked up the story about eating babies and seducing men, those are pretty much the top two things the average woman is not going to put up with. So they did that intentionally so that more women wouldn't come into their own power and knowledge and that wisdom of how it works. Because we do have to practice with our own power. And I think we're going to touch on that soon. But right now we're healing traumas that have to do with your own sexuality, perhaps your innocence, things that happened in your youth, your inner child, relationships with men. Lilith has got to be there because this is where it's all rooted. So we can do our healing with the masculine or the patriarchy, etc. As we're able to heal and refuse to be boxed in to one thing by culture, society, family, friends, whatever, as long as we can live without apology, reclaim our wild feminine instincts and our innate wild nature, you know, that part of ourselves that's connected to earth and our own individual power, that unlocks our creativity. So here I've inserted the wolf rules for life because this helps us live without apology. This, of course, is from our Bible, Women Who Run With the Wolves, by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. This book, basically, Lilith is at the heart of it. I love it. But general wolf rules for life. Eat, rest, rove in between, render loyalty, love the children, cavil in the moonlight, tune your ears, attend to the bones, make love, and howl often. She who cannot howl will not find her pack. So reclaim some of these natural gifts and powers because there's no repression or suppression with Lilith. So if we have to do some clearing, cleansing, and cleaning, that's fine. Doing regular shadow work is another way we can honor Lilith and honor our shadow and our own power to direct our lives. When you do regular shadow work, it helps you get okay with your inner dark goddess. But it also helps you clear negative karma, envy, jealousy, fear, ignorance, denial, self-hate, these things that come up in the shadow realms if we don't deal with them properly. Lilith can really help us own our power and 
practice with it so we can learn how it works. For ourselves, as an individual, you need to practice with your own power to see how it works under what circumstances. Is it strong or weak? There's all kinds of ways to practice and research this. Which brings me to her other totem, the snake, which can help us. At this point, of course, shedding an old skin first so we can grow a new skin. But the snake helps us learn how to sense with our whole body, all six senses activated. This is how we know what's going on in our world is through our senses. We can get reacquainted with that at this time. So, of course, Lilith can help us get reacquainted with our sensuality and sexuality. But we can also heal. We can make it sacred, make it fun, research and learn about Tantra, which includes a lot of breath work and learning how to do energy exchange, preferably with someone you love and care about. But there's movement and yoga and stretching and lots of healing that also is part of tantric practices. You have to honor or at least get comfortable with your sexual nature and preferences. We have to release whatever patriarchy has demonized or made dirty. So that's why I like to call Lilith the goddess of power and self-reliance because she is in touch with her own inner authority and wants to define her own terms and tell her own story. And she wants to live her life with integrity and passion and not live a half-life. She goes for the fulfillment of being here, of being in the body, of enjoying the sensual pleasures of having a body because it is a temporary thing. So let's love on some Lilith. Let's do a little shadow work maybe this week. Perhaps check in with yourself around neglected parts that need some attention or issues with power, issues with sovereignty and what that really means and how to have it no matter what your literal circumstance is because we all have various external limitations. But this sovereignty that Lilith brings to the table is internal. It's completely internal. It is never predicated on anything outside of you. So may you be in touch with this part of yourself and learn to love her and enjoy her because she wants to be there for you and she can be there for you when needed. Before I sign off, I want to quote one more article by Isabel Ganay from Llewellyn.com. And this is such an old article, I doubt I could even find a link if I wanted to. But I want to leave you with another brilliant image for Lilith. She says, I like the entry for sediment found in the dictionary. Solid fragments of inorganic or organic material that comes from the weathering of rock and are carried and deposited by wind, water, or ice. It's quite poetic in a way. I think of all the years that had to pass to weather the rock, to grind it and chip bits off of it, and then the elements of the universe, the air, the water, perhaps even fire, taking these bits and bringing them down to earth, to the ground. In there sprang Lilith. Lilith combines all that plus metamorphosis into all that we have beneath our skin. The bits that didn't wear away, that stayed alive and true about us. They are still there. We need to acknowledge them and face them in order to make them our own. In that process, we become real, not just a stick figure drawn in someone else's notebook. Lilith, along with the sacred goddesses Ceres, Pallas, Juno, and Vesta, which you know I love, 
can shore our sense of self together into a tapestry that is written with our own names, the most sacred and highest, which are ultimately the ones we create for ourselves. Deep breath. So thanks again for listening. This is Kelly Beard of Karmic Tools signing off.